Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney over there, Steve. Hello. And uh, today we are talking, well, first off, uh, if you caught the last episode, you'll notice I said we were continuing our look at East Asian horror. Uh, that is because there is a an episode on The Ring that went missing. Somebody stole it. Somebody I, somebody stole it. It disappeared. So if you do hear us talk about the ring, uh, record it, pass it along to someone else, or else you will die in seven days. Unless you've read the book, and then all that is gone out the window. But this is stuff we covered in the Mysterious Lost Ring episode. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And if I ever do find it, Which I'll, I'll post it. Which is kind of funny because in The Ring, the uh, kids erase the end of the tape mm-hmm. so no one knows how to, to prevent the death. So it's it's kind of funny. Right, exactly. It, 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 it's, it's, it keeps on theme with the episode. That... All sorts of weird. Speaking of which, before we get into what we're supposed to be getting into. Right, right. Uh, so I started recently rereading House of Leaves, right? Right. I don't know if you know anything about House of Leaves, but it's like one of those meta books, right? Uh, I've heard about it. Anyway. Mostly from you. Uh, <laughs> so, well, Logan wanted to read it. So I was like, oh, I should reread it. Because it's been, it's been 10 years. So, right. you know, then we can have something to talk about. Uh, so I looked for my copy. Looked for my copy. Looked for my copy. Couldn't find it. Figured, oh... I probably, you know, sold in the great book purge, right? Mm-hmm. The shelf page purge. So it was like, no big deal. I always see a copy of it. I'll just, next time I'm in the bookstore, I'll just pick up a copy. Because I would rather have it as an ebook, but trust me, it doesn't work that way. Not this book. Right. So when I bought it, I started reading it, and I'm, I get about a quarter of the way through it. And I'm going to bed one night, and I have a bookshelf in my room. And I'm looking at my Usagi Yojimbo collections, and sitting there right next to it is House of Leaves. And I could have sworn up and down that I've looked there several times, but it was there like it just decided, oh, I'm here now. I've multiplied. Right. Is it the same edition or is it a different edition? No, it's the same edition. Uh, It's the same book. It moves. It is. It's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Lost episodes and uh, duplicating books. Another another uh, weekend at Microphones of Madness and our inner our various uh, transnational headquarters. Um, Yeah. Speaking of transnational headquarters. Awkward segue there. Uh, we are talking about Blade Runner Black Lotus, an animated series that was a joint production of Adult Swim and Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll. Um, you know, Adult Swim, of course, being uh, the late night cartoon network and Crunchyroll being the anime streaming service. Right. Well, it's, it's uh, like the only one left, right? It was Crunchyroll and Funimation, and I think Funimation bought Crunchyroll. Mm. I 
I know when that ha- I know before we had we had both apps, and before we had done that, we were consolidating. We basically, asked, "Do we need both of these?" No. Goodbye, Funimation. I guess we picked the right one. <laughs> Why did they get rid of the Funimation app in the? I have no idea. We did. Oh, we did. Okay. I was wondering about that today. Since there are uh, a number of Funimation or manga apps. There's another one I have called High Dive. Ah. Which has like obscure stuff on it. That's like mm-hmm. the hipster one. Right. Like how obscure? Because there was a, n- a couple of things I was searching for um, on Crunchyroll that uh, didn't have some. But it, Legend, I don't... Of the Gala- Legend of the Galactic Heroes is actually on High Dive, which oh, is wow. why I got it to watch that. A bunch of Lupin. Okay. Okay. All right, because um, I was looking for some kind of cheesy stuff like those who hunt elves, and uh, believe it or not, Magic Knight Ray Earth, just because. <laughs> I know the the, those the kids were around uh, last night. I know that um, Ryan and Molly watched something on High Dive that you get that was only available on High Dive. And I, it was last year. I can't remember what it was. Okay, cool. I have to check it out. But the the series that I've been wanting to see before we get into the Blade Runner Black Lotus, the one I've been wanting to find is the second series of Record of Lotos Earth, uh, the uh, Chronicles of the Heroic Knight. I've never seen that one all the way through. I've seen the first Record of Lotos War like four or five times. Yeah, I don't think that's on there. Well, yeah. Sorry. Lotos, Lotos is one of my favorites. Just say it. Okay. Black Lotus, on the other hand, is not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rodney actually apologized to me. Yes. <laughs> Which I, I appreciate, but it's completely unnecessary because as i said i enjoy hate watching and Mm. complaining so yeah yeah i i i really don't understand that but you know hey what's the what's the thing the kids say you do you boo (laughs) (laughs) well i mean for the interest of the show right uh 90 percent of what we do here i enjoy yeah Um, and and, yeah just, just to very various degrees um this is this falls into that 10 percent right right <laughs> um now it has like a 77 on rotten tomatoes yeah that's that's interesting to me as well um but you know i look at that and i say donald trump was our president <laughs> yeah but that so, would have been like 45 percent so popular opinion doesn't necessarily mean something is good right now now granted i didn't recommend this on the rotten tomato score i recommended it on the branding um because hey you know it's one for the show uh it's something that people recognize go cat go right um and pretty it had to been kind of interesting but uh, well, we'll get we'll I, get into it. Let's uh, let's yeah, talk about personally. The I think Blade Runner is a weird 
thing to brand and to try and build an IP on mm-hmm. uh, because it is a one trick pony. True. And it's not even a very, I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. It's a good movie. Uh, um, do you have you know, a, a favorite cut or is it like I'll watch any cut of it? Um, I usually watch the, I guess it's the director's cut. There's no, um, no narration. Mm-hmm. Right. That's, cool. that's the one I normally watch. Yeah. I usually, I usually watch that one. Uh, I'll watch any of them truthfully, if whatever I come across, because I don't remember which one I have and it was on VHS. So I never got it on Blu-ray or anything. So the thing, the thing about Blade Runner to me is as a movie, it's all right. Mm-hmm. it's a pretty good science fiction movie and Ridley Scott is a pretty good director you know if that's your thing as an adaptation of a great book it sucks <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say it mm-hmm. as an adaptation of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep it misses the point entirely right so I'm coming from it from that because uh, one of the oldest things in my life in terms of literature is philip k dick right um and i just if you're gonna have an adaptation that like gets everything wrong at least have arnold in it (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah so i've never read uh you know, I'm not as well read on Philip K. Dick because I'm not a dickhead. Um, which I, I gotta say, as fandoms go, fandoms themselves are kind of shit. But you know, dickheads is probably one of the worst names for fandom. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and uh, however, you know, however, I, I the name low, is true. Given some of the fans we've met, it's low hanging fruit. I don't know if if actual stands of philip k dick call themselves dickheads maybe they do well we know two <laughs> yeah well jesus fucking christ and one of them wrote uh, basically a uh science fiction rape book so true all right so there's there's that that perspective now uh my my relationship with the film is i enjoy the film um it's it's one of those it's one of those films that I, I like to watch because of the way it looks. It, it is very much eye candy for me. I think um, that's like Ridley Scott's thing is he's more um, more concerned about how something looks than the actual story or plotting of the story. Right, right. It, it doesn't really matter to me that you know it's kind of that kind of noir-esque but you know it's got that total it 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 it, i call it i considered it consider it noir because of the uh the total package you know it's not just the story it's the look and the feel it's always raining it's always dark you know which is weird because it takes place in los angeles right right it's always raining but it's los angeles uh yeah it takes place in los angeles a couple years ago (laughs) <laughs> was it 1999 or something uh, i think it was i think it was 2017 was when the original blade runner 97 was when uh, escape from new york was supposed to take place so 
there's yeah. that. That's we, and we that's caught, kind we of caught fun. up with the future. Unfortunately, all the shit that was written in the fifties and the sixties, we've caught up with. We've the caught future. up with it, and boy, were they wrong. Some of it. Some of it. Yeah. I will contend that Philip K. Dick predicted Donald Trump in basically everything he ever wrote. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and and what we have with with uh, Black Lotus and and we're well we're just gonna for the sake of brevity and and because it's thirteen twenty two minute episodes right thirteen twenty two minute episodes it's roughly one of which is all recap which is ridiculous yeah yeah <laughs> well I'll I'll get to that in a second because yeah that was definitely a filler so really it's twelve episodes yeah. Because the recap episode was eight, I think. So yeah, it was like right at the. So they recapped point. everything up to that point with an episode, and then you got to the actual series. Yeah, I, there was like maybe in that recap episode, there was maybe like five minutes of new information mm-hmm. in it. Right. So, so, uh, Elevator pitch version of the plot of this. It's Kill Bill in Blade Runner Los Angeles. Oh, I was going to say it's Blade Runner. <laughs> it's basically just Blade Runner from the perspective of a replicant instead of the Blade Runner. True. But, I, yeah, I mean, I see how they, they, they kind of went that route. But I think they appropriated a little bit more of that... Uh, Yes. Kill Bill. There's plot. karate. There's karate. There's a katana in it and a, and a lady with a katana. So it's Kill Bill. <laughs> right. Because she doesn't. Well, I mean, in, in a lot of ways, the, the I think the Kill Bill comparison is pretty accurate since Tarantino, all he does is just mash up other movies to make a movie. And pretty much that's what I felt when I was watching this series was it was mashing up. Uh, various tropes and and bits and bobs from other other projects to make this project. Yeah, I I really just thought it was like just rehashing the original Blade Runner. Full disclosure: I've not seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine or whatever it's called mm-hmm. because I specifically don't think that you can. There needs to be anything beyond that actual film. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner. You don't need anything beyond that. Right. Uh, some people tell me it was a pretty good movie, whatever. It just... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and force you to watch it unless we decide to do it for a show for a laugh. Uh, but I'm not going to subject you to you know six days of a, of a film because that was a long fucking movie. I really felt like I watched two movies. And I, I really do. All, all I think movies it was, are like that these days. All movies are two movies. They're three-hour fucking films, right? I but but I really felt like there was like two two complete storylines in twenty forty nine. Oh well, that very well may be. I think I think the first half and it wraps up tight nicely, and then he moves on to the second half of the film, which is kind of the actual quote unquote sequel. <laughs> so. It without without you having seen it or wanting to see it, it's it's kind of moot to try to describe it. I I dug it, but you know, to each their own. And we're talking about Black Lotus. 
Yes, we uh, are. A replicant wakes up uh, with no memory uh, and through a series of events we discover that uh, she was part of a replicant hunt. Gasp. Gasp. She was being hunted for sport by Gasp, the rich and powerful. Say it ain't so. And uh, she decides to take her revenge. And, and like you said, we get the story of this revenge from the replicant's perspective rather than uh, an outside investigator and definitely not Harrison Ford. No. No, it was um, in, in the uh, American version, it was Will Yun Lee. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. I believe so. Um, well, I, who was... No, it was... Somebody else was uh, Marlowe was the actual you official the, Blade the, Runner. The guy who looked like fucking Ben Affleck with a cigar? Ben Affleck from with a cigar? Or uh, that guy from Umbrella Corporation in the Resident Evil games? Uh, Wesker? <laughs> Yes. So, so um, generic anime. So Marlowe was voiced by Josh uh, Duhamel. Ah, Duhamel. Yes. Who of I the NBC, formerly of the NBC television series uh, uh, Las Vegas. Ah, see, so yeah, I don't, I don't know who that is. Um, he's been in a couple other things here and there, but that's the main thing I remember him from. Yeah, and the main character, L, the replicant, was Jessica Henwick, who we all know from Iron Fist, right. the superior uh, Netflix Marvel series. <laughs> you, you just like, every time we mention Iron Fist, you, you, you I say that, that with up. absolutely no sense of irony. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yep, there is. We did do an episode on it, and both of us enjoyed that series. And and Jessica Henwick is one of those reasons. Yes, she, she was, was great. She is a fine actress, and I'm sorry she had to be involved with this. Um, you know, <laughs> one of the see we're t- we're talking about the the performers, and in an animated series, right? Um, and, and you might you might actually agree with this that the performance does a lot the voice work carries a lot of a lot of the load i think yes well the problem i think is usually when something is when something is animated they do the voice work first and they animate to the voices right Mm -hmm. well this was originally uh recorded in japanese Mm -hmm. and the and then dubbed into english so the Motion capture, because it was a lot of motion capture animation, mm-hmm. uh, was not taking into account the American version, those actors. It was, you know, for the Japanese version. So I think that is basically, even though it's a joint production, I think you end up watching basically a dub. Right. And it's not that great of a dub. Mm-hmm. Now there, and, but there are great dubs out there. Um, 
The, oh, the Cowboy Bebop really, held up is is one of the greatest dubs. Cow, Cowboy Bebop is a great dub. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist is a great dub. Uh, they're definitely great. Du- um, Samurai Champaloo mm-hmm. has a great dub. Uh, Mainly because a lot of it's the same cast as Cowboy as Bebop. Cowboy Bebop, yeah. Uh, the, there's an anime called Ghost Story, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is the most fantastic dub in the world because the apparently. The anime was so horrendous in Japanese mm-hmm. that they were so desperate to, to make something off of it. When they gave it to the American company to dub, they said, do whatever the fuck you want with it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they totally did their own stories. They just, they just went to town. It was good. It's raunchy. It's funny. If you have a chance, it's on Crunchyroll. Give you a chance to watch Ghost Stories. I highly recommend it. It's hilarious. All right, all right. Maybe maybe we'll do that one for the show, just as like a palate cleanser or something. I would. I I totally rewatch Ghost Stories. It's all right, great. But but yeah. So 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 voice work does do a lot of heavy lifting, um, you know, and in this, I think a lot of these these actors, actors and actresses, very fine performers. Uh, yeah, I mean Stephen but, Root is in there, and yep, yep, um, and but it seems like they phone it in. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I'm also wondering if a lot of it was oh, um, it's COVID. Mm-hmm. Here are your lines. Right, record Go these to... lines and edit yeah. them together. Yeah, kind of, kind of like I did for. Uh, yes. Uh, Echo hiding. Yes. But I got but, actual performances out of that, out of amateurs. But none of us are professionals, exactly. Now, so the voice acting, and and I watched one episode of the Japanese uh, version of it, and it didn't really wow me either. So mm. I can't say it was all the voice acting that was horrible because the animation was garbage. Yeah. And I'm sorry. The animation was garbage. It, it, it looks really slick. Right, it's that computer animation that looks really slick mm-hmm. for a minute, but once you start actually paying attention to it, it's very poor. Right, um, a lot of the background characters are the same. Mm-hmm. So, like Fred Flintstone, you'll see the same guy walking by, kind right. of the same. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it. A lot of the cheats. Yeah, it's um, it reminds me of watching uh, Bethesda software RPG, really like cutscenes, because mm-hmm. it's the same basic faces, the same basic um, people. Uh, if if it's an extra, they figure you're not paying attention, so right. there's not as much care put into that. Mm-hmm. Now but that isn't really the part that got me. Yeah, you spotted a number. You and Ryan in, both spotted in, um, a number of mistakes in the animation. In episode itself. ten. Most of this action, if you can call it action, takes place in a jazz club. Right. And they show the people playing the instruments. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the fuck was sleeping at the wheel when they animated this band. But you had a a the bass like the contrabass the stand up bass right you know that thing mm-hmm. change size 
uh, from cello to bass. <laughs> and the actual guy who was playing it, A, never moved his right hand. That's your plucking hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and played on the headstock. <laughs> <laughs> his, his left hand was like fingering the notes on the headstock, not the neck. So what the fuck? Steve is a bass player, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the drummer. <laughs> he's, he's actually playing. He's actually playing metal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So well, you'll have one scene where he's got like his jazz grip going, right, and he's mm-hmm. playing, and it's kind of animated pretty well. And then they'll pan away and come back, and he's like gripping his drums like clubs. <laughs> And playing, like, as Logan described, as fucking Lars Ulrich. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, but... That's that's immersion-breaking. I mean, animation has to be immersive. It's, it's sloppy. Yeah. It's just sloppy. It's like they figure, like, oh, no one's going to be paying attention to the band. Which, normally, that would be true, except that the band was in three-quarters of the scenes in that particular episode right so you're gun it's on screen a lot care about it mm-hmm. and yeah. it wasn't so and they didn't so it, it just got under my skin right right at least you know at least put a put a vignette filter on it and focus on the singer and kind of like haze out the rest of the band so you you know cover cover your mistakes with particle effects Oh. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> now, now, see, you, you bring up that, and um, I think the backgrounds, you know, the the actual city of Los Angeles was well done, but then they put Unity assets as uh, characters. That's what it felt like to me watching it. Is like even even among our main characters, everyone is such a is. A different art style it seems it's that and they really took a lot of pains to make it the same los angeles right. to the point where like you know they have that iconic ad on the blimp of the woman dressed like a geisha mm-hmm. popping something into her mouth come to the, the off-world, off-world colonies, colonies. so how many this, times did they stick the atari logo in there yeah well <laughs> i guess who paid for it um does Atari even have that kind of money anymore? <laughs> Atari's still a big company, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I they don't you don't put Atari, Atari's name on there unless Atari's paying you to put their name on there. Right. Really, that was the only name brand that was on there because mm-hmm. everything else was very generic. Right, and and which when Blade I Runner actually kind of liked. Right. Blade Runner, when it came out, Atari was like the thing. It was where yeah, uh, Xbox and PlayStation and stuff are now. It was like Atari was going to be the way of the future. Yes. But Atari still makes games, though. Mm-hmm. But to me, there's homage to the source material. And then there's like, we really want you to know this is the Blade Runner universe. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that I consider to be like kind of the the animations they they just animated they took almost like it was roto that part was rotoscoped you know what I mean like they just took shots from the film and stuck it to uh, took the blimp and the, all the, an, the ads and stuff and just rotoscoped it in 
they had somebody do the the um the buildings and and stuff like that and and I think all of their money all the money of this production went to creating Marlowe's car <laughs> because that was the best looking thing in this film because that that was a sexy flyer I you know out of everything there every scene that it's in Marlowe's car steals the show yeah why but why did Marlo have to look like Ben Affleck <laughs> or Albert Wesker you know Misty Knight was completely wasted in this series yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's actually, it's funny. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw that. She's even dressed like Misty Knight. It's Misty Knight. Yeah. It's like they, they took a, a reference photo. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why I made, made the Kill Bill analogy because of the remix of various elements. Um, and and also kind of that, that roundabout Jessica Henwick reference. Um, because that, that character, though not played by the same actress, looked exactly like Misty Knight. And, she did. And, you know, it was her, you know, 2000s-era pantsuit with badge and gun, even after she was suspended from the force. Um, You know, and then you had dude that looked like Ben Affleck in Albert Wesker's trench coat. And then you had, yeah, like I said... With it. With that gun that he sometimes knew how to use and sometimes didn't, right? Depending, right. depending on who he was fighting, right? And I, you know, I think I mentioned to this as as we were we were doing some pre gaming uh, a couple days ago. Uh, it it felt like somebody had this script laying around and said and some and Crunchyroll Adult Swim uh, came to this company and said, Hey, we've got a blade runner license. It's due. Uh, we want to go in like November of 2021, uh, 13 episodes. What you got? It could be. Um, I do know that HBO max also has, is affiliated with both Crunchyroll and adults. Yep. Uh, time Warner discovery owns a cartoon network. Okay. And who knows how they that fits into the whole Crunchyroll, yeah, animation. It's all the same fucking company. It's all Tyrell, (laughs) but it isn't right. It's all Wallace now, right? Yeah, but it was basically Tyrell, right? Yeah, they just changed the shape of the building. Oh, look, we've got a we we remodeled Tyrell. It's not a pyramid anymore. It's a It's the top of a submarine. <laughs> it's a fin. It's a fin. It's, it's a, a Jenga fin. It's a shark fin. Because it's Jenga. Jenga. <clears throat> yeah. And it's, I think if they didn't. Shame. What's that? It's kind of a shame because you have like this. Okay. So they're making these replicants, right? They're mm-hmm. basically organic androids, right? Right. And the the main theme of Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is what actually constitutes someone being human. Mm-hmm. And they try and ask that question here. They, they you know, the replicants are accused of not having a soul and, you know, um, not having empathy. 
and there, there's certain abstract things that separate them from human, but it's really just, you know, racism, mm-hmm. but there's, there's no criteria to bounce that against. Right. Right. And that, that isn't just in this. That's also in the original Blade Runner in do androids dream of electric sheep. Mm-hmm. There is a religion called Mercerism. Okay. And it's basically, um, people have this box and they grasp the handles of the box and they are thrown into like some sort of, um, empathy with Mercer who is eternally climbing up this hill and people are throwing shit at him and you feel, um, when he gets hit by a rock, you feel it. Right. Mm -hmm. And everybody does this. Right. And Androids aren't supposed to be able to do that. That's what separates people from replicants. Right. Except it doesn't because you come to find out that it's fake. Mm -hmm. And, but, you know, it's, it's Philip K. Dick was one thing he was, he was a master of, of inverting um, that, what it is to be human, what Mm -hmm. makes a human a human. And, you know, whether he's like, you know, ha- having robots versus humans, which is a big thing. Um, or actually, that is the big thing. Right. <laughs> in a lot of his writing. Uh, or, or, you know, some sort of Gnostic um, revelation, which is another big thing. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down to um, why are we human? Mm-hmm. And this doesn't have that. It kind of tries to touch on it, but it doesn't really give you anything to go on so you just have um ben affleck running around going you don't have a soul no i have a soul i'm gonna kill you right so but it comes off as cheap right and you don't feel the depth of his prejudice Mm -hmm. you just know it's there because there's no like concrete thing that people are comparing it to there's nothing there's no bell curve kind of shit right right you know they don't have a, a, you know they don't have a, a genetics or a eugenics program in in the uh, in the film that that would make it a thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it, it just comes off as as two dimensional and kind of crass. Right. Yeah. I mean, they really they it's almost like lip service is paid to the whole the whole issue of uh, identity. And but even like in Blade Runner, they dropped the ball on that. I thought. Yeah, but I you know, think like they did the whole, it better than this. No, they definitely did it better than this. Um, but the way they did it was the whole is Deckard a replicate, you know, and mm. you have to like analyze fucking clues. Right in the movie, boring. Well, and you, you don't actually come up with an answer to that. Right, you don't. But in in the book, it's different there's it's definitely one of the major themes of the book Mm -hmm. uh but that's like yanked and all of it but like it's maybe because this is you know thrice um derived Mm -hmm. from from the source material that it's gotten like so watered down that like it's a joke right right at this point you know if you've watched all the source material or paid any attention to it, you would go, yes, replicants are human. Mm-hmm. Next. Right. <laughs> right. 
why don't these guys get it? It's ten years after the first one. They and and humanity hasn't moved on from that. Right. So it's kind of boring. Right. It's got that. Um, it's got that technological stasis. It's or, especially or sociological stasis. But yeah. then again, that's pretty accurate to to humans. Well, but okay, it's accurate to humans, but it's not accurate to uh, thought on the subject. It's 2022 right now, mm-hmm. and we actually, as you know, as a, a academic exercise, I guess. Right. Have a, a bigger vocabulary of, you know, of of racism and sexism mm-hmm. and all of that jazz. We have like definitions and 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 criteria and all sorts of minutiae that could be mined. Mm-hmm. Well, we're also coming from a perspective where we are in the early stages of artificial intelligence and and we are we're just beginning to actually ask those questions ourselves not through the lens of science fiction but through the lens of science fact no and and right so you have like things that you can actually like intelligent points and questions you can make um that don't involve you know origami horses left on desks unicorns okay whatever horses are unicorns with horns they're rhinoceros or without horns you know a unicorn you know is a sexy rhinoceros <laughs> okay i guess if you think that horses are sexy then there you go <laughs> we don't need but, those kind of rumors man <laughs> but what i'm all i'm saying is we have a vocabulary as a society um of activism right that could be mined to make this interesting. More so, more so in 2021, 2022, you know, in the, in the time period when this, this series was being uh, m- created and conceived and created. I don't know exactly what the length of time of production was, but, you know, a lot of shit. Uh, right. A lot of, well, yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. A lot of shit has happened that, that would also lend uh, to to a writer, um, a lot of perspectives to to take a look at, but it's like they didn't do that. Um, it's kind of like they just said, okay, this is the this is the world that was created in the film. This is where we're gonna stay. We're not gonna yeah. ask any questions with this modern perspective. We're gonna ask. We're gonna use the same eyes that Ridley Scott had, and that's that's right. a detriment to to the production itself. Yeah, and really the only thing that's improved and not really by much is the technology used to create the images that that we're watching. Mm-hmm. And even that was underutilized because um, a, as Logan said, uh, you know, the last few seasons of The Clone Wars were animated better than that. Eh, it's kind of, but you know, I like like I said at the beginning, uh, voice work does a lot of a lot of heavy lifting, and and that show is filled with good voice performance. So, yeah, I've only watched a couple seasons of the Clone Wars, 
So I, well, I, I can't attest either way. Right, right. And and besides, you know, you're not you're not like that group of fans. No. So I'm most certainly not. <laughs> now let's let's uh... would, would you say that this is the solo of of Blade Runner I, uh, property? Uh, possibly. Possibly. Um yeah, I, I might give you that. I, I might give you that. You know, what what could have been what could have been you know, the Clone Wars or or uh even uh, Bad Batch or something like that. Speaking of genetically engineered super soldiers rebelling. Uh <laughs> you know, yeah, and but instead we got that particular one where they just basically had to shove every they took an idea that could have been something and 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 shoehorned a bunch of like branding into it, if you know what I mean. Oh shit. Uh, oh shit, you just basically said solo is better than this because I don't think that this idea could have been good because it's basically the same idea as Blade Runner. Right. <laughs> or 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 even I, I think I can See, I compared you heard it, it here, I said worse than solo. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, but remember, I liked Solo. <laughs> I can criticize it, but I also enjoyed it. It's one of those things. Um, now that that leads me to 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 this idea. As I was thinking about it um, yesterday, uh, you know, doing my my mind fortress shit to get prepared for the show since we're completely unscripted. Uh, I think that the Wait, it doesn't say here we're completely unscripted. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. You read by a script. I, I don't script. I improv the whole thing. No. Um, that's not true. I think there were bones here that could have been something really cool. But the production that we got, if you changed words around, it could have just as been easily been... Uh, shoehorned into altered carbon. It could have just as easily been shoehorned into Ghost in the Shell. Um, you know, there were so many. Well, I mean, Ghost in the Shell kind of owes a lot to Blade Runner and Philip K. Dick. But it's like, you know, they 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 took it and they went the most generic path they could. They, with some time, with you know. More, more focus on the story. More focus on perspective. This really could have been something special. Something I that guess we could have been if it was completely one hundred percent different. <laughs> like if it was completely something else, then yes, it might have been special. Right. Well, I mean, if you took the took the plot. You know, you took the plot, right? And that's your basic framing device. That's not, that shouldn't, and, and, and asked the proper questions, right? You could have still kept that same basic revenge plot with, you know, better questions, better scripting, better performances, um, you know, more quality control, I guess, less, less rush. It felt rushed. That is the, the, encapsulation of the whole thing is that it felt like it was done in a hurry and and it showed you know into into what overall ended up being 
uh, substandard, really. No, it was complete garbage. I, you know, I'm sorry, but like, I know you're trying to find something good in this. Mm. I cannot. Um, I, I think it was like really bad. Uh, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed watching it because you I enjoy hate watching. <laughs> I enjoy hate watching often. Um, and this was just really bad. And, and when I saw that that jazz club scene, it just killed it for uh, you right there. Just yeah, drove uh, well, the knife. In. I was just like, I was like, I have to watch three more episodes of this. <laughs> yep. And now you know, ladies and gentlemen, why I apologized. And that was our discussion of Blade Runner Black Lotus. <laughs> Uh, so the uh call i watched the last episode while some of the children from the call of cthulhu game were here Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and um they are all huge anime fans and in the last episode the true villain who looks like every anime like guy who became a villain he's toby mcguire from spider-man 3 he's sasuke right (laughs) he's that he's that guy he was giving his speech about how um humanity has failed and blah 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 and they were literally like you gotta be kidding me he's a he's a fucking 1950s super villain (laughs) i mean he was he is beyond cliche yeah in in terms of um you know jrpg slash anime villain Mm -hmm. that that pseudo philosophical kind of the reason for my evil is 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 based on nietzsche (laughs) yeah he's like a a a japanese thanos Except Thanos had more style. Right. If, if Thanos was was a little bit thinner and more broody, it had more hair. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. If, I, I, I if, if Thanos if Thanos played for My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And all of my creations, like. But that, but see, now this guy. You're like wouldn't... you're like having your master stroke right here, and and you can't get any more excited about it. You know, at least give me a maniacal laughter. <laughs> but he wouldn't even do the snap himself. He'd have his androgynous superior replicant do it for him. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Sorry. I yeah, it was bad. I. I don't hold it against you. You didn't write it. You thought it was going to be fun. You thought it was going to be good. Right. When you were talking about the animation, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like Berserk. It's going to be cell shaded over 3D frames. I would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah. I would would agree. I would have liked that as well. Because actually, I liked liked that take on Berserk. It gives gives you better better camera work. Yeah. 
It was, it remind you know, you're right. It reminds me of a rushed uh, video game. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just incomplete. It's rushed. It wasn't thought out. It from, was just bad. From 2004. Yeah, it's just bad. There was a sale on Unity assets. Yeah, I'm just glad that it, you know, was free. <laughs> <laughs> Included with the subscription. Exactly. All right, there you have it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go against Rotten Tomatoes and say stay away from it. Yeah, um, don't don't but bother. Like all else, you don't have to take our word for it. We're just a couple loonies on the fucking internet. Yeah, just read uh, read your Android's Dream of Electric Sheep. You'll enjoy it more. All right, and that's all we have for today. So, with that in mind, Happy Mother's Day. Oh, that's right. We are recording on Mother's Day. So, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. And? Go fuck yourselves. There we go. (laughs) Take it easy.